Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name is Colin, I'm the C, and with me is Zijan, who is the Z. Happy episode 12, Zijan. Happy episode 12. Guess what today is, Colin? Um, is it your birthday? Yes, it is! Happy birthday, How do you know? Zijan. No, it's, it's actually close to my birthday. My birthday is on October 12th, but because I'm doing the editing this time around, I'm going to produce this on October 12th. So we have episode 12 on the October 12th. <laughs> Brilliant. Which, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and it's your 12th birthday, is that right? Uh, yes. Times th- 3 minus 5. Because as, as long-term listeners will know, you're much, much older than I am. Um, yes, so. Colin, because in most people's terms, one month is much, much older. Because <laughs> when this airs, you'll be 31 and I'll be a young 30-year-old. Uh-huh. Why are we telling people our ages anyway? Um, they might be interested in a little uh, background detail to our lives. I, I was hoping our younger know. audience would see us as cool, <laughs> hip, 21-year-olds right now. That's true. After we put out that young adult episode, I thought we, we really had to... <laughs> we could pass us that. that. Yeah. Oh, well. What's my birthday? Um, happy birthday um, for for the day this goes out. Um, you, you're, you're looking as good as ever over a podcast. Thank you. Um, do you have any news, old man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got plenty. It's like a news bonanza week this week. It is a news bonanza week. Um, before we get onto that, I know I just asked you, but before we get onto that, I'll do the thing I always forget to do and tell people what the episode's about. Um, it's about trains. Like Thomas. Like Thomas the Tank Engine, for example. Um, more particularly, it's about films on trains because we don't know anything about trains, um, but we do know something about films. Uh, we'll also be talking a bit about Reese Witherspoon, uh, and there'll be an exciting quiz on Leica, and lots and lots of news. So, kick off the news, Sejan. Wait, so, let's start with something Disney again, because it's been a while since I started with one. But The Lion King is scheduled to be a live action film, like almost all other Disney films. <laughs> yes. It's possible I'm misremembering, but let's say I'm let's say I'm not. In the first episode we ever did, we were talking a bit about the Jungle yeah. Book, and we had a conversation about which Disney films we'd like to see live action versions mm-hmm. of, and and I think that you said The Lion King. There you go. Um, My words came and true. From our podcast, I'm like yeah, a Nostradamus. From our podcast to the to the ear of Disney, they're clearly listening out for young, cool people on the internet <laughs> to see what they uh, oh, what they want to highlight watch. on the young, very young. But <laughs> yes. yes. well, I'm not surprised though. I mean, The Lion King is. It's pretty much everyone's favorite Disney film. I I think if you ask most people about what their favorite Disney film is, I think Lion King ranks on the top three, possibly. That's, a, that's an interesting one. I think, um, well, let us know. Uh, <laughs> of Movies at gmail.com or, or get us on Twitter at Cedars of Movies. What is your favorite Disney film? Is it The Lion King? Um, is it something else? I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to think what my favorite is. Uh, Lion King's probably up there, yeah. It's been made in the musical, and the musical has been running in West End for ages. And since they did so well on the Jungle Book, why not Lion King? We get to see Mufasa die again. Oh. Spoiler, spoilers, guys. Yes. Spoilers. I saw that in the cinema for my, I think it was my, maybe my ninth birthday, something like that. And uh, it was very traumatic. Very, sad. very difficult to watch. At the time, I didn't recognize the par- parallels with Hamlet. But uh, over time. There you go. I spotted that they stole, they stole the entire story from Shakespeare. <laughs> Uh, still, it's a great film, and uh, John Favreau's in the driving seat again after uh, after his oh, work on the Jungle Book. Looking forward to it. There you go. Maybe I'll uh, I'll steal your next bit of Disney news. Um, was it? It was. It's it, nowhere near the biggest news this week. But Emily Mortimer is going to be in the new Mary Poppins film. I know that you uh, <laughs> you like to do Ma- Mary Poppins yeah, casting. I don't have that actually in my piece of news. So yeah, who's Emily Mortimer by the way? Yeah, um, you might have, have you ever seen uh, The Kid, starring Bruce Willis? No. No, she plays his love interest in that, but more recently she's um, been one of the main characters in The Newsroom, an Aaron Sorkin mm. nope. uh, TV show. Uh, no. Uh, she's in a, a sitcom called Dot and M, uh-huh. I think it is. Anyway, she's English, <laughs> uh, she's lovely, and uh, and I'm sure she'll do well. I don't know who she's playing in, in Mary Poppins' film, but um, fair play to her. Fair enough. I've got more interesting... Disney news. Oh, really? <laughs> well, Enchanted 2 is going to be filmed next year. Yes, again. Way. It seems that our, our podcast is the source of all Hollywood inspiration. I'm sure we were talking about the Enchanted sequel only a couple of uh, episodes ago. So Yeah. So Amy Adams is set to return. Um, I have no doubt about it. And it's, um, the director is the director of Hairspray. 
Okay. So I don't yes. know if you've seen Hairspray before, but it's colourful and musical. So I haven't seen Hairspray, but it's it's Adam Shankman, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And uh, I have seen Rock of Ages, which is another musical um, that he directed, and I enjoyed that one a lot. So, so I'm looking forward to this. Is, is Patrick Dempsey returning? Uh, no is idea yet. Um, maybe. James Marsden, Timothy Spall. Idina Menzel, wasn't it? Yes, it was, wasn't it? Yes, before her Frozen gig. I've, I've, I've got written in my notes here, in my trusty Word document, Adam Shankman is directing Enchanted Sequel, brackets, Rock of Ages, Hairspray, CBTD2. I wonder what CBTD2 stands <laughs> for. <laughs> is it a dance film? Probably. <laughs> oh, well done on writing initials. <laughs> <laughs> well, he definitely directed that. It's probably a sequel to CBTD. Uh, come break the dancing. That's probably what it is. Ah, well, yeah, that, that makes sense. Well-known film. Come break the dancing. Uh, this is the problem when I prepare for the episode a bit earlier than normal. That I've forgotten all this. Stuff. Um, uh, what else have I got? We've got it's it's a it's a um, been a week of of title reveals. So uh, Wolverine three uh-huh. um, is going to be called Logan. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Logan is. Uh, is Wolverine's name when he's not being not calling himself Wolverine? His um, real name is actually James. Yes, he's got lots <laughs> he's of, got names. of names. Uh, James was his original name. I'd forgotten that. Mm-hmm. So the film's not called James. That would have been confusing. Um, it? It's called Logan. He's uh, he's very very old in the film. There was a thing a while ago, not, not that long ago, where he put up an Instagram picture of himself eating some food. Or oh, something. he's playing Old Man Logan. Well, yes, pretty much. I think. Uh, it might be a twist on that, and I don't think they've actually come out and said that. But yeah, he put this picture on Instagram, looking really old, and lots of people got really worried, saying, "Oh, is he ill? Is there something wrong with him?" Because <laughs> he hadn't said this is for a part. He just said, "These are some great noodles," or something. Well, um, but that's why Old Man Logan. Yeah, yeah, if I know my comic book history well, um, I think Old Man Logan was um, worried in an alternate timeline when basically he was the only mutant left alive. Yeah, Old Man Logan is um, what I've heard from a, a podcast that I sometimes refer to as our rival, even though it's got many more listeners than us, uh, The Weekly Planet, and um, it is it is set in the future and he's the only mutant, but pretty much everyone in the cast, or everyone, sorry, all the characters in it are owned by Marvel, so you've got uh, uh, Hawkeye and you've got Spider-Man, you've got both, I can't remember who it is, so Fox wouldn't be able to put any of those people in, they are putting in... Um, uh, Professor X. So we've seen the picture of him. Okay, as well. are they putting a fantastic in as well? Uh, maybe. No, no word on that yet. Uh, Miles Teller's back in training, almost certainly. But whilst, whilst I'm on the topic, if you'll forgive me, of uh, of film titles, the Blade Runner sequel is called Blade Runner Twenty Forty Nine. Oh yeah, I've never watched Blade Runner before. All right. Um, well, in which case, I won't spoil it for you. Is it about uh, a guy who runs on blades? That's right. It's, it's it's basically a figure skating uh-huh. film. Yeah, um, I've seen that before. <laughs> yep, it's uh, <laughs> that's yeah. Harrison Ford plays an Olympic skater. No, um, Harrison Ford may or may not play a a, a robot replicant in, in the in the phraseology. But anyway, this this sequel's been in the pipeline for a long time and is got a title. It's going to have Ryan Gosling in it as well. Um, I have seen Blade Runner. It's it's a weird film that they produced maybe. Three or four different editions. There's kind of like the original one, then the, the extended, and then the director's cut, and then the ultimate cut, or else. And uh, I've seen the ultimate cut. Yeah, it's it's very um, visually impressive and, and massively influential in sci-fi. Um, it does get a bit kind of formulaic action towards the end. Was it in like the 1980s that it came out? Or yeah, it 1990s? was. Yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was, was set, it was set, I believe, in 2019. Yeah. Oh, such an old film. Unlike us. Unlike us. Do you, I, I, were we even alive in the eighties? Who knows? No. Who knows? No. <laughs> Do you have any more new titles? Um, no, those, those. I think those are all the titles I have. Okay. Well, back to more uh, well Marvel news, really. Oh yeah. Um, just to link to that, uh, Doctor Strange is confirmed for Avengers: Infinity Wars. All right. Yep. Which uh, I'm pretty sure most people have guessed already, anyway. But it has been confirmed finally. By basically Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch, really. All oh, right. Is this one of these? He accidentally confirmed it, and now yeah, they have to do it. Or was this a deliberate? Uh... Um, no. I think most people were guessed that he would appear anyway, given that pretty much everyone who appeared in the films before the Avengers: Infinity War would appear anyway, apart from the dead ones. 
And, he, and even there, we can't roll out time. Yeah, exactly. So he basically quoted that there was a logistical, logistical challenge of aligning his schedule with those of Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Elizabeth Olsen, and Paul Bettany. And to get us all together would be quite something. Yeah. Okay. I reckon they just just act it all against green screens. Or can, they can put them all together later. Yeah, compa- I don't know if that's how filming. it works, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they did for a lot of the airport fight in Civil War. Oh, did they? I, I didn't think they had more than about four of them in one place. I don't, that, that might not quite be true, but they did. Uh, they did put a lot of people in later. Mm, um, right. Exciting news from the world of uh, the Han Solo spin-off film. They've uh, put a, a three-woman shortlist for the. Uh, well, I'm assuming it's the love interest, but it's only the, the, the main female role. Um, I have the names in front of me. You can tell me if you've heard of them. Um, Tessa Thompson. Uh, nope. No, okay. Um, I'll come back to no, I don't know. Um, she was uh, in Creed. If he's in Creed, I've seen Creed. Yeah, she was the, the girl in Creed. Okay, um, go in Creed. She's also turning up in Thor three, so she could be. Yeah, go in Creed and Thor three. Yep. 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 She's very good actually. Uh, Naomi Scott. Um, maybe sounds uh, familiar. I've never, yeah, I've never heard of her, but she was she was apparently in The Martian, albeit it must be a really really small role. In The Martian, um, where I mean. <laughs> I pretty much know all the people who are in space yeah. and most of the people I, who are on Earth as well, so... Yeah, I actually took the trouble to Google Naomi Scott, the Martian, hoping there'd be, like, a screenshot of it, and, uh, no, nothing. So she must have uh, been in the background of a scene or something. But she's due to play the Pink Ranger in the upcoming Power Rangers film. Oh! Um, and uh, Zoe Kravitz. Oh, Zoe Kravitz, um, Lenny Kravitz's daughter. That's right. Who was in the first uh, X-Men film. She was. Well, she was in yeah, for, uh, X-Men First Class. Mm-hmm. She played Angel. And she was also in your favourite film series, Zijan. Divergent. Uh, she, played Christ- <laughs> she played Christina in Divergent. <laughs> uh, one day, one day this will just, you know, blow over and everyone will just forget about it. <laughs> but it will not be this day. Um, so there you go. I think I, I like uh, Tessa Thompson uh, a lot. I'm not sure I'd want to see her in all the franchises. So maybe... Uh, most chance someone else have a go. Um, again, I don't know how big a role it's going to be because the Han Solo spin-off is going to be set before Episode Four of Star Wars, and he doesn't have a a wife or a girlfriend or anything at that point. So it's, even if there is kind of a love interest thing, it's going to be we clearly know it's not going to pan out. Mm. Hmm, interesting. Well, looking forward to that. Speaking about franchises. Oh yes. Transformers. Oh yes. Yep. There's big news, uh, especially they've, among our they've British They've stopped waters. making them. They've given no. up making them because they realise they're all bad. No. Uh, apparently, uh, Winston Churchill is appearing. Oh good lord! In the next Transformers <laughs> film, and there's a bit of controversy because they're using his former home, uh, what Blenheim Palace. Oh yes. As Nazi headquarters. Excellent. Swath in uh, swastikas. What I, what I thought the Transformers films were missing was Nazis. <laughs> that's, that's Definitely. Right. Oh boy. Is there yeah. time travel in the Transformers? Uh, well, there are dino robots. So. Does that answer the question? Possibly. <laughs> there is, do, we know uh, who, do we know who's playing Winston Churchill? No idea. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Why not? No, Shia LaBeouf has gotten too weird for Transformers as well, so. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe it's too expensive. Is uh, What's her face? Megan Fox still doing them? No, she stopped doing them like ages ago. Mark Wahlberg, isn't it now, isn't he? Well, for just one, the last one. Right. I, I don't, I really do not follow Transformers enough. I think, I think you follow it at least, at least enough, possibly <laughs> too much, just based on knowing that. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, films that weren't very good, um, Suicide Squad is getting uh, an extended edition. Are they? I think this was inevitable because the film didn't make any sense. So maybe, maybe the bits they add in Will make it make more sense. Have you seen the um, Batman v Superman extended edition? Uh, no, I refuse to go right. near that film. Fair enough. I, I have watched it actually, um, mm. and it kind of makes more sense. I, mean, I don't say it makes sense, but it kind of makes a bit more. Um, so there we go. I won't be watching this one, I don't think. But then I didn't think that about Batman v Superman. I'm sure they'll drag me in. <sighs> Suicide Squad. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. Well. I, the trailer for Power Rangers came out. Yes. Um, you're, you're a Power Rangers fan? Oh, I, I watched them when I was younger. I, okay. I used to like them when I was younger. Especially since this one was based on the original 
5 Power Rangers which I grew up with really I think it came out when I was when we were 11 yes <laughs> I must have been 10 no you weren't <laughs> <laughs> no you definitely weren't <laughs> So, yeah, but um, Power Rangers tend to be light, fluffy stuff, but the trailers for this was pretty dark and serious, actually. Oh, yeah. So I think that's a trend that's um, happening, really. So um, There you go. I um, I briefly wanted to watch Power Rangers when I was a kid, and my parents wouldn't let me. Uh, so I, I have no knowledge on them, <laughs> except that Naomi Scott is going to play Pink Ranger. Hey, do you know what the <laughs> name of the Pink Ranger is? Um, no. Kimberly. Okay. Well, now I know two things about Power Rangers. That's good. <laughs> uh, uh, fine. Um, I have more news. It's about... It's a, Well, I, I say it's news. I, I read it somewhere. I thought it was quite interesting. Um, the BFI, the British Film Institute, um, has has said... I think they, 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 um, they're doing kind of... There should be more black actors in film, which is fair enough. Okay. And they've done a list of uh, the most prominent... Um, black actors in UK films based on number of leading roles in UK films since 2006. Um, I thought it was quite interesting because I'm going to see if you can guess any of the top six. They're all British and they're only based on UK films. The oh, with with well, with black people in it. Uh, so it's got a name. Of the, well, the, name the actors basically. Oh, yeah. uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba comes in at number five. Work. What? Okay, number five. Well, because it's based on UK films, and I guess he's too big for UK films. That's these two. Days. Uh, tell Edge of Very good. Comes at six. Mm. Yep. The others are a bit trickier, to be honest. That is a- um, okay, go on. Um, in fourth place, Tandy Newton. Uh-huh. Still making films, apparently. Um, <laughs> in third place is uh, Naomi Harris, who's um, James Money Bond? Penny in the, in the Bond films. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place is Ashley Walters. Who is she? Um, who I believe... Uh, he, he um, I believe, is also a, a musician whose whose name escapes me. He's got one of those uh, musician names that people sometimes have. Um, but he he was briefly in uh, Hustle, which is hard. Oh, okay. Um, and number one is Noel Clark, um, who made the uh, Boyhood, not Boyhood. Uh, <laughs> that's a different film. Uh, Kidulthood, Adulthood, various films like that. Mm, okay. Speaking of surveys, Colin, you like insurance, oh, yeah. right? I do like of course insurance. You do. We are both actuaries. <laughs> yeah, so the insurance site yeah. Go Compare has decided to have a look right. at which best performing films since 1940, which has the highest death count. I don't know whether okay. you've seen this. And I did see. Oh, this, so you yeah. know which is number one? I was going to ask you to guess. I, I do. I'm afraid now which is number one. I take issue with it. <laughs> uh, I think it's nonsense. Uh, um. So, do you, want, do you want to tell the listeners? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, so, uh, number one is um, Guardians of the Galaxy by James Gunn. Guardians of the Galaxy. But it's based on the fact that you see a lot of like small spaceships yeah. explode. Um, but things like in Star Wars, when you see a planet explode, that no, doesn't No, because count. you don't see the people. They may be empty. It may be an uninhabited planet. <laughs> so, you're saying for all of all of the planet... Was it Alderaan? Yeah. Oh well, I might have upset some... Uh, Star Wars fans there. They all knew about it. But no, Alec Guinness, he heard a, a large, as if millions of voices had cried out in pain and then were no more. So yeah, go compare. I'm, I'm against your survey. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, they, they killed loads of normal cops. How, how do we know they didn't all eject from those Do you see them ejecting, Colin? Do you see them ejecting? <laughs> By the way, I was going to say the no, on-screen body count was 83,000. 871 and it was a staggering <laughs> 78,000 more than the next film on the list no, yeah it wasn't no it wasn't why are you doubting go Absolutely compare not. I've go compare talking about <laughs> but they did email me today to remind me I need to renew my oh. car insurance so uh, they've got that going for them uh, I have one more piece of news um, do you have lots no of, that was my last one actually or, uh, that was the last one. This, is time, this has gone well. Um, and in fact, it's even a brilliant segue. Um, so there's some casting news for the Murder in the Orient Express uh, remake. Um, I think we may already have known some. but um, So Johnny Depp, Daisy Ridley, Judy Dench, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Pena, or Pena uh, are all going to be in, in Murder in the Orient Express, directed by uh, Kenneth Branagh. I think that's, um, that's a mm. good cast list. We, uh, 
we will talk, no doubt, about the original Murder in the Orient Express uh, in our films yep, on train yes segment. Um, you more me. Uh, probably. Uh, but I think that's, that's very promising. That's quite a range of actors, but they're all uh, strong. Yeah. strong. It'd, be, it'd be good for Johnny Depp to make a good film again. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Right, that's in the news. And um, we, we have just time for a new segment that I've not told you about. Um, what? Which is called... Uh, what's this new segment you can't introduce new segments without informing me uh, it's called Colin corrects himself from things he said last oh okay time. I like this segment now uh, yeah so you may recall Zijan uh, last time I recorded I mocked you mocked you mercilessly uh, for thinking that uh, Rise of the Guardians or possibly Legend <laughs> of the Guardians I've got the <laughs> was about owls yes whichever one I said it was it was the other one yes. I can't remember which way around it was Legends of the Guardians um, Colin how could you mix up the it, two there one's about owls. Uh, one's about owls, one's not. And it has Isla Fisher in it. So there you go. I expect this to be a running segment. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would like this to be a running segment too. Great. Um, right, shall we move on to films on trains? Here we go. So the main segment for the day, we were trying to think what to do and thought, well, quite a lot of films have quite a lot of trains. Um so let's talk about them. Um, <laughs> and in fact, I'm going to kick off, if I may, with uh, with Murder on the Orange Express, um, which has been filmed a few times. It's, uh, it's uh, For people who don't know, it's an Agatha Christie book starring Hercule Poirot, or featuring him as um, a Belgian detective. Uh, it's an excellent book, actually. It's the first Agatha Christie book I've ever read. Um, have, you, have you read any Agatha Christie? Uh, I've read, um, and then there were none. Okay, I'd say that's and the I best. I wrote that from you, see. actually. Oh, did you? Mm. Did you ever, did you ever give it back? Um, of course I did. <laughs> I'm trustworthy in my age. <laughs> yes. Um, but this is probably the best known film adaptation um, of her work. I'd say probably, probably the best as well. But um, so, Murder in the Orient Express, as the title suggests, is, is a murder on a on a train called the Orient Express. Um, mm, but it was out. yes, it was a but a massively all star cast. So I I don't think. I, I'd go so far as to say in the history of film there hasn't been a, an all-star cast to rival this one, um, which is a bold claim that I've not thought about for more than about three seconds but I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's directed by uh, Sidney Lumet, who's made some other uh, excellent films, but starring uh, Albert Finney as, as Poirot, but Lauren Bacall, Ingrid Berman, Sean Connery, John Gilgood, Vanessa Redgrave, Anthony Perkins, just uh, wow. some of the cast. Um, so it's, all-star. It's, and, yeah, and then there's, I mean, there's a few others that I hadn't come across but that's that's an incredible cast list and, and some of them playing quite small role i mean there's uh, there's at least 13 or 14 fairly key roles in this so by, by the time you've um all got some lines to say you kind of run out of a bit of space but um it's a very true adaptation i don't think that they didn't mess around too much with the book um i won't spoil any of it for, for our listeners but um i think the the idea of the trains i mean like thinking about films on trains it's often used as a kind of a, a way to trap people i think mm. So they can't get away from this. And in fact, Murder on the Orient Express, not only are they trapped on the train, but they're also trapped because there's a massive um, storm and, and they're kind of snowed in. So um, it's got quite a trick quite often used, in, in, or particularly by Agatha Christie, but in, in, in crime stories where um, there's no way in or out. So it's definitely one of these uh, 12 people have, have done the, mm. the murder. It's, it's like setting films on planes as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or just a kind of a yes, a stormy mansion or something like this. But um, but yeah, it's definitely worth worth seeking out. I think. It, it Did you read the book before the... you see the film? Yeah. So I say it's the first um, Earth Christie book I read, and I was probably how old would I've been eleven or twelve, something like that. Mm. Um, Does it ruin so it what... if you know what the ending's like? Um, not at all. No, no. I mean, I, th- I guess whether you're reading it or, or watching it, you've got to do one of them first. So mm. the second one's always going to be ruined. But um. And it's such a, such a classy film, so very well directed. Uh, a friend of mine, I know, wasn't a big fan of Albert Finney's portrayal of Poirot, although uh, he was Oscar nominated for it, so there you go. Um, I think he does a great job. Mm. Uh, Agatha Christie was still alive at the time, and she uh, she wasn't a massive fan of that portrayal either, actually. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I highly recommend that one. Um, and if you don't know the ending, uh, make sure you don't find out before you watch it, because it is, uh, it's a great one. Oh, cool. So, from one of the f- best films on trains that's highly recommended by Colin to one of the worst yep. films on trains that's not recommended <laughs> okay. by me whatsoever. So, right. I was forced to watch this. <laughs> I was made to watch this at my, at my friend's place. Um, it was... Okay. Uh, uh, I think it was at Alan's place, actually. 
Yeah, Alan. Alan. Alan Moore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a direct to TV film, I believe. And okay. it's Snakes on a Train. Snakes on a Train. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> um, this oh. is basically trying to, you know, uh, rip off the very famous Snakes on a Plane. I see what they've done there. Yeah, yep. but um, let me give you the plot okay. of this film, Colin, and then you can decide for yourself whether you think this will be a great film or not. I'm listening. So there's this woman who has been put under a Mayan curse, which causes snake eggs to hatch inside her belly and eat their way out. Right, so okay. So she was travelling by train to, you know, um, see a shaman to fix her problem. But then bandits right. attacked the train and all the snakes oh, no. were let loose. I know. Oh no. And in oh. the end, spoiler alert, right. she transformed yeah. into a gigantic <laughs> snake and swallows right. the moving train whole. <laughs> That's um That sounds that sounds like they would not have had the budget to make that look good. No. That was one and a half hours I could not <laughs> get back. But I see what they've done there. Snakes on a plane, snakes on a train, I guess. Yeah. Snakes, <laughs> snakes on a peddler or something is going to be... It needs to rhyme with plane, though. Oh, that's true. Mm. Uh, are there any other modes of transport that rhyme with plane? No. Snakes in the rain. Snakes in the... <laughs> snakes in the rain. It's a cross between singing in the rain and uh, snakes. snakes on a plane. <laughs> um, that sounds wonderful. Yep. There you I, go. Uh, I wish I'd seen. <laughs> no, I you don't. wouldn't. I, as, as far as I'm aware, Samuel L. Jackson didn't turn into a snake in, in Snakes on a Plane. Uh, um, nah, he definitely didn't. There would be uh, a very uh, weird flying snake as well if he were to eat the plane. That's true. Yeah, you couldn't do snakes that. Snakes can't that fly, be... Colin. <laughs> Thank you. See, um, that's very helpful of you. That's um, Cedars are exclusive there. Uh, <laughs> about, about the world of herpetology. Exactly. Uh, Right, I'm going to talk about Alfred Hitchcock, because um, he liked to set things on trains when he could. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, there's, there's a few of his films, in fact, that have either uh, train scenes or, or in one or two cases, uh, extensive train bits. And most weeks on here, we talk about kind of uh, the latest Captain America film or or, uh, or Wolverine or Suicide Squad. So I just like to prove every now and again that I, I've watched Hitchcock <laughs> films. To, to make me feel you have better. nothing to um, prove, Colin. <laughs> you really well, don't. <laughs> It just makes me feel uh, on a higher, higher intellectual plane than be, usual. Um, be happy with who you are. <laughs> Never. Um, anyway, so he, he had one film called um, "Strangers on a Train," um, the basis of which was two people who don't know each other meet on a train, uh, and both of them talk about how they'd like to kill someone, mm-hmm. and they hatch this plan that each will do the other person's murder. Uh, on oh. the basis that there would be nothing linking them to it, so they wouldn't have any motive whatsoever. Well, okay, fair enough. Um, which is a very clever idea, I it think. Is. And in fact, it plays out well because um, well, it turns out one of them was kind of joking and one of them very much wasn't. So uh, <laughs> okay, that's awkward. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, yes. I got someone to kill you. Um, me too. Um, yeah. Not really. <laughs> yeah, that's that's direct direct dialogue from the film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it as one of my favourite Hitchcock films, but I think it does. Um, it's a very good idea, and I think it it does play out pretty well. Um, interesting, there's a film called Throw Mama from the Train, starring uh, Danny DeVito and Billy Crystal, which is pretty much just an homage to that film because they they try and do the same thing, um, which does not work anywhere near so well. Um, there's also train scenes in North by Northwest and um, and in the Thirty Nine Steps, um, but I think my favourite use of the train is a film called The Lady Vanishes. Okay. Uh, which is one of his earlier ones, and I'd, I'd say definitely his funniest. I, I don't always associate Hitchcock with humour, um, but it's very, very funny. Uh, film. I think it's from the 30s, probably. Um, but basically, this uh, this woman sees a, a woman get on, or thinks she's gotten onto a train, and then can't see her anyway, can't find her. Mm. Um, and, and no one believes that she's telling the truth. Everyone's like, oh, you just imagine it, because in fact, she gets hit on the head, so oh, it must be just a concussion or something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she enlists someone to help her try and find this woman that she was speaking to on the train or she thinks she was speaking and, and part of the time kind of the viewer is thinking well is this real or is it all imagined um but yeah it plays out very well as a thriller uh, and, they, and they don't get off the train pretty, i think well they do eventually but um it, it's pretty much all set on this train uh, yeah, but yeah I've it's some very films myself really so 
Yeah. I've only seen birds, no, but there are no trains there. No, there's no trains to birds. It's, it's a shame. Uh, but I'd recommend Lady Vanishes. So he's a very funny side characters, and uh, it's not the most polished of his films, but um, his best train work, I would say. Mm. Yeah, speaking yeah. about women on trains. Oh, yes. <laughs> two days ago, I saw the girl on train. You did? Yeah. When we go to topical. Yeah, very, very topical. Yeah, from old women on trains and now new women on trains. <laughs> or young women on trains. <laughs> or or young women on trains. Just like us, Colin, young. <laughs> just just like us, young women on trains. <laughs> <laughs> well, so The Girl on a Train stars Emily Blunt. But mm-hmm. to be fair though, I don't think it really fits this criteria because most of the film is not set on the train. Well, let's ignore that and uh, yeah. carry on. <laughs> Why not? What? Not... <laughs> There's a Don't girl on a train. There's train in the title. It, yes, that is very true. Yeah. Um, so uh, she you, was read, you... uh, she was drunk as well, and she couldn't okay. remember a lot of things. So you see the parallels with Hitchcock. Oh, I see. So you got so you got the same kind of idea that the, the the viewer doesn't always know whether she's accurate or not. No, yeah, example. there's an unreliable narrator as well. So that's uh, the one. Yep, uh, Emily Blunt plays that, an unreliable narrator, and uh, I didn't. I read the book actually. Oh yeah. Uh, the girl on the train, um, and all the hype it has, especially since Gone Girl, um, was pr- pretty much raved about. I didn't like the book that much. Okay. I thought um, bits of it were a bit too convenient, and right. I thought the main characters were pretty unlikable. So it wasn't a very pleasant book to read. I think I finished that right. in one sitting because I just wanted okay. to get through it <laughs> get done with it and like yeah I've read it and I know what's going to happen okay because that's usually a strong recommendation but uh, you read it in one sitting mm. so you didn't have to read it ever again fair enough yeah um, that's the thing and how was the film um, so I think uh, it follows the book quite closely so I knew who did it so it was the story is basically about um, Emily Blunt who travels to New York every day and okay. she looks out her window by her train window and she sees this couple and she imagines, you know, uh, what this couple you know, is doing. She lives vicariously through this couple, basically. I see. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the female in the couple disappears and Ooh. Emily Blunt gets caught what up. Saying is, what you're saying is the lady vanishes, is that? The lady vanishes, exactly. There you go. <laughs> So it's pretty much a Hitchcock film, except... Like I said, this, this is sounding a lot like plagiarism, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> except it isn't. So. No, okay. Nothing more for that, really. <laughs> no, no, that was, that was it, friend. Because, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't see it. I saw the trailer, and it, it definitely looked like a kind of... It was going down the same lanes as Gone, Gone Girl. But. No, you have to watch uh, the best with what they had. I, I personally thought the material wasn't the best, and yeah. I didn't really like the way... I mean, we already know that she's an unreliable narrator and the directors the director yeah. highlighted it as well by, you know, including scenes which could or could not be true and starts cutting in scenes like which tries to make, you know, the, the audience doubt certain things as well. But I thought that was unnecessary um, and all I right. thought they could just sell it themselves with the main story alone without having to use all these editing tricks. So Yeah, no, fair enough. I Cause I, I like Emily Blunt a lot, but I think she, a lot of her fil- the films she's done, she's been better than the yeah. film itself. I think she's generally better. She than definitely carried this film. So it sounds like it's uh, it's that one again. Um, I saw a film uh, earlier this earlier this year called Snowpiercer. Have you uh, you come across that? I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. Yeah. So in fact, I, I don't think it was ever released in this country. Um, so I had to get a European DVD. But um, it stars Chris Evans. In one of his few starring roles outside Captain America, actually, he doesn't seem to do it's much. Fantastic but, um, Four. It, uh, th- there was also the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. yes. And nothing else. That's why I said few <laughs> rather, 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 rather than only. He was very good in Scott Pilgrim. I wouldn't call that a starring role, but he was very good in it. Anyway, um, Snowpiercer is uh, it's set in a kind of yeah post post apocalyptic, I guess, world where um, everyone alive lives on a train. That's just going round and round and round. It's oh all, yes, yes. I've yeah. yeah, I've read a synopsis about this, but yeah. Mm. And, and the world outside is frozen. Um, so the idea is basically, if the train stops, they'll all freeze to death. So they've got to keep going. And uh, and is the there's a kind of a levels of society have built up in this train. So Chris Evans and um, 
and Jamie Bell, in fact, so another fantastic four uh, person. Um, yeah. Uh, live in um, kind of the, the working class, effectively, but well, kind of very, very poor area uh-huh. uh, at one end of the train. And as you go up the train, you move up through the classes, uh, and they know about this. So there's kind of the, I can't remember what they call them now, but the leader of the train is at the front. And, and, and I don't know how they know at the beginning, I can't remember now, but they're, they're aware that he lives in kind of opulent glory was there made to be workers and um there's only i can never remember which one's john hunt and which one's william hunt i'm gonna say it's john hurt sorry john hurt or william hurt i'm gonna say it's john hurt uh is down with them as well uh and they, very they interesting, say, yeah conceptually it's, it's it's a great idea yeah. yeah yeah um and they decide they want to kind of work their way to the front of the train or kind of start a revolution and there have been various attempted revolutions before that haven't worked but they're saying well this isn't fair we need to uh, make things a bit more equal because they're I think it's Tilda Swinton comes down every now and again and uh, tells them right you must do this you must do that and kills various, various of them if they don't agree uh, don't obey her oh wow uh, so yeah it's, it's a very it's a fascinating idea um, it's a good film though it, I think yeah it's it's a tough one because I think there's some really good bits in it um, and some really kind of thought-provoking bits it's it's a very strange film in, in parts I think it's difficult to say too much without giving things away because I don't Obviously, with with that kind of concept, you can imagine various different ways it might go, and I don't want to give out too many hints. But um, one of its problems, I think, is it doesn't have enough budget really to do what it wants to do. So it's got a decent budget, mm-hmm. but kind of some of the scenes are clearly like when you've got the train hitting blocks of ice occasionally, things like this. So it it hasn't quite got the budget it needs. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite a thought provoking, um, clever film. Uh, quite disturbing at times oh. I, I won't i won't reveal <laughs> quite how but there's there's definitely there was one line in particular that um that just made me sit up straight in shock uh, oh really wow yeah. nothing does that um, to you no you're <laughs> that's unflappable um I, in, unflappable in this snowpiercer is uh is on but it's a korean film and in fact you can kind of tell it's not western oh really it, all, all the cast pretty much are western so it's a lot of american and british actors but it's kind of a different sensibility. It feels like the way it's edited, the way it's uh, the cut, the kind of the way they treat the characters it seems a lot more kind of Korean style. Not that I've seen lots of Korean films, but so kind it's of, based on a Korean film, or it's a film directed by or produced uh, by a Korean film uh, studio. Uh, it's yeah, d- directed by Korean and, and produced um, by Korean. I think it's a Korean studio, but yeah, certainly uh, funded. Okay. Uh, in, in that part of the world, but yeah, um, I think I don't give it my my kind of two thumbs up that I gave for Murder in the Orange Express but I think it's definitely worth watching and uh, uh, very intriguing yeah it sounds like something I would watch as well um, yeah. it's just that it wasn't marketed really heavily was it because it took no, a no it's surprising to... yeah because I say I don't think it was ever released in this country which does surprise me a bit um, but yeah it's only it's, it's if you know where to look on the internet yeah. uh, oh. so speaking about trains that cannot stop uh, okay. <laughs> See, I'm drawing parallels I, with everything you've you said. You do so very far, well, right? very well. I think I know. I think I know where this is going. Yeah, you know where it's going. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Unstop- yeah, that's, that's a very on the nose title, isn't it? It is. It is. You can probably guess. You you can pretty much guess what the film is about right from the beginning to the end. If I tell you it's about a train and the title of the film is Unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um. I'd like to see a film called Unstartable. Just, <laughs> something's wrong with this train. <laughs> Why won't it move? Yeah, it make for a very <laughs> dull film. It would. Yeah. yeah. So the one thing I remember very clearly about Unstoppable is um, the circumstances of how I watched it. But it was mostly because I watched it with my brother oh, yeah. Yeah, back in Bristol. And we were the only two people in the cinema. Okay. When I was, yeah. Um, I think it was a weekend afternoon so maybe it wasn't the best time to watch the film but i can strongly remember when we walked in i was like huh maybe more people will show up now and no one did right and you know what colin it's quite creepy to watch a film in a gigantic cinema with just you know a few of you yep yep i did it once with them the whole 10 yards i watched it with watched it with two friends and we were the only people in the cinema that wasn't a a Tuesday afternoon. But that was quite good because they hadn't seen the whole nine yards so I could explain the plot to them without annoying anyone. <laughs> mm, fair enough. Anyway, Unstoppable is about a train that is unstoppable. <laughs> I f- <laughs> that I cannot feel, be stopped. I, I, I feel we're going around in circles. <laughs> uh, yep. It stars uh, Denzel Washington. Yep. And Chris Pine. Chris Pine. 
Yes. Yeah. And Rosario Dawson as well. Who oh, was she in it? I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. She was in it. Um, yeah. And as, as I said right from the beginning, you can probably guess what the premise is about. Uh, a train was running loose and they had to stop it. Uh, okay. And I thought it was a decent film. Have you seen it? No. I've seen the trailer. No, uh. oh, okay. Yeah, it's not a bad film, actually. It's uh, it's pretty good. Um, the action scenes were... Yeah, yeah, I mean, there was tension. There was not no not much action scenes to be fair, but there was tension. Um, this one, but, I, I can probably guess. So the, I imagine they try various things to stop it, and they don't work, yeah. and they almost hit a bus load of orphans. And <laughs> uh, I can't remember that bit. Yeah, I, I was going to add that it was, um, it was tense at bits, but it wasn't really memorable. No, because you've seen this kind of films many times before. Because they're reminiscent of Speed, I guess. Um, it's like speed, yeah, basically. And, you know, all this uh, disasters kind of film, really. Yeah. It's yeah, more or less the same. So I'll, so I'll wait and rush out to see that one, I don't think. Uh, mm. um, a film that we have both seen and both talked about briefly before um, is Source Code. Uh, yeah, which is, it's on my list. There you go. Uh, so it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, who finds himself on a, on a train. He doesn't know who he is or where he's come from. And Michelle Monaghan is sat opposite him. Uh and he kind of talks to her for a bit and then uh, the train explodes and he finds himself back to uh, starting kind of the, he, he wakes up again in exactly the same position he was before uh, and eventually realises he, he's been sent in there to try and work out how this all happened and to stop it from happening I guess um, well to work out how it happened at least um, and I so love that film it's a great film isn't it it's directed by mm. Duncan Jones who did The Moon and uh, this year's Warcraft oh dear um yeah, I th- it it didn't. It got reasonable reviews, but I, I yeah, I thought it was really well done, very well acted, no, very well directed. It's a very, yeah, it's a very clever film. It doesn't. Um, and I think they're making a sequel of it as well. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I was reading recently that there are plans to make a sequel. I think originally there were plans to make um a TV series about it. Okay. But I think that was panned. But I now I've read there were plans to make a film sequel for it. So what, with the same cast or? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't go. Uh, I think on Wikipedia it only says sequel and okay. they haven't specified. I think it's still early days, so nothing yet. Cause I'm not I, too sure what they're going to do with a film sequel, though. No, because I love that film, but I think a sequel is a bad idea. To exactly, because be I think it wrapped itself up quite nicely. Yeah, well, you say that. The ending didn't. The ending left lots and lots of questions unanswered, I thought. But, uh, but there you go. I, I still enjoyed it, uh, regardless. Um, do you have any more any more train films to talk about? Ah, uh, just a couple left. But um, so because I was when I was Wikipediaing um trains in films, and yes. this was on the list as well, and I was surprised because I couldn't remember the train scene in this film, and this was Mission Impossible. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't remember any trains in it either. You know, mm. that's the thing. The only thing I remember most about Mission Impossible was that, you know, um. There was a traitor. Everyone died at the beginning. There was a traitor, yeah. and he Tom Cruise dangling down. Yes. And that's all I can remember. Well, we'll have to watch it again and work out where the train is. Um, yeah, it's definitely not a memorable scene enough for no. it to have to to be on the list of Wikipedia's yeah. trains in films. But I'm not. I'm quite surprised that it was on it as well. Um, I've got quite a few left, but uh, time is wearing on. So maybe maybe we will do <laughs> save, save them for our uh, our trains two episode. Um, no one I'm, likes trains two. It's like cars two. <laughs> no one likes cars two. Because there's lots of trains. Oh, things like James Bond has got loads of train scenes. Harry Potter's got a, a train, obviously. Yeah, yeah so, but rarely a train scene, though. Yeah, it's, it's not really, five it's not, minutes not really, per film. Yeah, I guess it's not really a film about trains. Um, I did put planes, trains, and automobiles on the list because I hate it, um, <laughs> and that's not a very popular opinion. In fact, we um, I, f- I was going to mention, I forgot to mention that we have a nemesis. Um, I, Do we? Yeah, it hasn't affected my life much yet, but um. Uh, a friend of mine called Sammy Davis I went to university with yeah. um, for reasons I forget has declared himself a nemesis of the CZ of movies and is going to do everything Ooh. in his power to bring us down um, nice I've always wanted a nemesis so there you go but also he uh, he got he, he wasn't very happy with me saying that I didn't like uh, planes, trains, and automobiles because he loves it so uh, there you go <laughs> another reason for him to be our nemesis why, why is he our nemesis again? is there a reason? I, I, do we need a reason? Th- there a was reason. a reason I can't remember what it is uh, so there you go we can find out in our origin Was it story, because we were paid by Disney? Because trust us, we are not being paid by uh, Disney. I don't think there was anything to do with us being paid. Um, maybe just thought that we we needed a nemesis to kind of up the tension. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm looking so forward to him now. <laughs> yep. It's pretty good. Oh. Right, that's, that, that'll do for trains. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to mention Back to the Future 3. 
<laughs> yes, I probably should have done it. I, I still... How can you not mention Back to the Future 3? Well, mainly because there's like one scene on a train. <laughs> but Was it? And also because I think one of these days we're going to do a Back to the Future trilogy episode. Oh, okay. And okay. I'm saving it all for that. Let's just leave it yeah. there. Um, so let's move on to Actor Factor, um, which is, for those who don't know, the, the segment where we talk about an actor and their films, our least favourite, our favourite. And anything in between. And this week, or this time, it's Reese Witherspoon, as chosen by Zizou. Surprisingly, I didn't have many, or unsurprisingly, <laughs> I didn't have many Reese Witherspoon films, which I was quite surprised about again, because um, I thought I would have seen many of her films, but clearly not. I've seen five. Five. I've got nine that I've definitely seen, and uh, one that I kind of saw about ten seconds of, and a bit more than that, five minutes of. I'll, I'll start with my favourites. Um... Um, which might kill off two of yours, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, 2005 uh, was a killer year for Reese Witherspoon because she was in both Walk the Line and Just Like Heaven, which are two of my favourite films. Um, so I'll start with the one that's actually critically well-reviewed. <laughs> we'll work from there. So Walk the Line is um, is a biopic of Johnny Cash, and she played uh, his wife, uh, June Carter Cash. Uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic film. Uh, she is very good in it, and she got an Oscar for it, in fact. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is also very good although he lost out um, he was Oscar nominated uh, even if you're not a fan of Johnny Cash's music and I quite like Johnny Cash but I'm not a massive fan of his music it's, it's a wonderful story of kind of him going off the rails and, and redemption it's a, it's a beautiful love story uh, as well as a great musical story um, were you a fan of Johnny Cash before you saw the film? no I'd, I'd, I'd heard some of his stuff and, and, and having watched the film I then bought more of his stuff and I also read his autobiography which is um, the book the film was partially based on I say I'm still not. I still like Johnny Cash. I mean, I'm not. I think I'm not a. I'm not a huge fan of country music in general, and and I enjoy his stuff. But I wouldn't kind of go and seek out loads of it. Yeah, I didn't know much about him until I watched the film actually. Um, and to be fair, um, I don't remember much of the film right now as well. I okay. think it's one of those films that I had to go back and watch again. Um, um, I remember vaguely what's about, but I know Reese Witherspoon was really good in it and so is mm. so is Joaquin Phoenix actually mm. yeah but but the details of the plot and everything I know it's uh, the story of uh, Johnny Cash but yeah I don't know much yeah I, I definitely well, I'd say watch it again it's, it's a wonderful film but um, but the other one that year Just Like Heaven <laughs> it was critically panned wasn't it I've not I seen this was- film to be honest, I don't think it was panned. In fact, it got some fairly decent reviews. I think, I mean, no one was raving about it, but it was kind of, it, it got fairly decent, um, kind of like three, four star, I think. I could be wrong. I I, I love it. It's it's wonderful. Um, it's, so it's Mark Ruffalo um, is a guy who, uh, who rents a flat and the kind of, the ghost, or is it a ghost? Wow. Of, uh, of Reese Witherspoon, uh, it turns up. And uh, I I've watched it so many times. <laughs> she, she she was in a coma, wasn't she? She didn't really die per se. Oh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> oh, wasn't that in the trailer? Wasn't that in the trailer? <laughs> it, it, it might it might be in the trailer. I'm not sure. But um, yeah. I love Mark Ruffalo. I think they have great great chemistry together. Um, it's difficult having built up my credibility with Hitchcock. I may have knocked it all back down again with this, but I love that film so much. Uh, <laughs> Why did you like that film so much? I think just it's it's a beautiful love story that those two are great together. Um, you love your Mark love Ruff- stories, Colin. I do love love stories. I love love. Who doesn't? Isn't um, Mark Ruffalo like twenty years Reese Witherspoon senior or something? No, I I I don't have the I don't have it in front of me, but I imagine they're about the same age. Maybe he's a bit older. Uh, anyway, he doesn't he doesn't do enough comedy actually, Mark Ruffalo. I'd like to see him do more comedy because he's very no. good at it. He's a good actor. Yes, he in is. General. Do you want to know what my favorite Reese Witherspoon? Your favourite Legally Blonde film? Yep, Legally Blonde film. <laughs> is it Legally Blonde? Yes. <laughs> that is my favourite Legally Blonde film. Excellent. It's my favourite Reese Witherspoon film as well. What a coincidence. <laughs> I liked it. Um, have you seen it? I have, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the first film I've actually seen with Reese Witherspoon in it as well. And I thought she was great in it. And, you know, it was fun. You should expect Legally Blonde to be fun. I mean, the title yes. pretty much speaks for itself. The storyline was, you know, very simple, uh, very linear. Not, I, I wouldn't expect anything different. I mean, it's basically about a sorority girl who gets into Harvard yep. um, and, you know, becomes 
a, a great lawyer. Well, it taught, it taught me that you don't need brains as long as you can wear pink. That's, exactly, uh, and have a cutesy ha ha. Have a cute drama, yes. Um, <laughs> I I have watched it. I wouldn't uh, necessarily seek it out again. So Victor Garber is in it, isn't he? Victor yeah. Garber is in it. Um, yeah. Luke Wilson is in it. And oh, Selma yeah. Blair. Well done, Selma. Have you mm. seen the sequel? I've not seen the sequel. I heard it was rubbish. Yeah, I've not seen it. So yeah. Go. But I enjoyed yeah. the first film a lot. I don't know. It's just light and fun and fluffy. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. That, that's pretty much all I, yeah, all I need from a, a popcorn film. Really? Oh, there you go. One of the films of hers I really love um, is The Importance of Being Earnest, um, which is an Oscar Wilde play that uh, she played. Uh, I think it must be, yeah, must be Gwendolyn in that. Um, but it's, it's a great adaptation of, of a hilarious uh, play. Colin Firth, Rupert Everett, Judy Dench, um, Frances O'Connor, you don't see him around much these days. Um, and yeah, Reese Witherspoon was in that as well. She was still very young at the time. I'm not sure why I say very young. She was kind of fairly early in her acting career, I think. Mm. But it's it's one of the few times that I've burst out laughing. Possibly the only time I've burst out laughing in the cinema. Um, just couldn't. Uh, it was just very very funny. So uh, if you like your classic English or I should say Irish literature, uh, check that one out. I quite like the importance of being honest. I've not seen the film itself, but I've seen the play before. Uh, okay, yeah. it's yeah. I won't spoil. They made a change to it which I didn't like much. Oh. But apart from that, it's very good. Um, uh, any any more Reese Witherspoon? She was in an animated film. Oh yes, uh, Monsters vs Aliens. Was she really? There you go. Yeah, so it's not a Disney animated film, so you know it's not as good. Right. <laughs> but, okay. But there's a sequel about it, so it must be decent enough. But the thing is that so it's about Reese Witherspoon's character, um, who was I think radiated by an alien meteor. On her wedding day, and she grew. Oh no! Yeah, and she grew up. She grew really, really big and tall, and right. her husband to be dumped her. So she, oh, no. because she was a monster. Well, that's not very nice, yeah, is it? Not nice at all. So she was caught and brought into a secret facility with other monsters. Uh, okay, where they fight aliens. And they fight aliens in the end. Right. It's not a bad film. It really isn't a bad film at all. Okay. I may sound like it's a bad film, a horrible film, yeah. but it really isn't. It's entertaining. It's good uh, airport um, filmage, really. Yeah, right. it's not a bad film at all. It's very entertaining. Yeah. Um, on to, on to the, the, the worst Reese Witherspoon films. Uh, oh, time marches on. I have one. Um, okay, go for it. This Means War. That was also mine. <laughs> Is it? Let's discuss our yeah. worst Reese Witherspoon <laughs> film together, Colin. Yeah, so Reese Witherspoon, Tom Hardy, Chris Pine in an amusing action comedy romance drama. You would think it wouldn't be it, a bad film. It sounds sounds lovely, mm. doesn't it? Um, so our, our two intrepid heroes are fighting for the love of the same girl. And it's not funny in any way. No, it's so <laughs> weird. Like, why... <laughs> In in what way, why would this love triangle happen? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there are other there are other people out there they could you know fancy. And it's not like her character was that great anyway. Like there wasn't <laughs> anything so special about her that makes her stand out from all other women that the two spies yeah. you know had to go for her. Sorry, we should have yeah. said that. We should have said that. That spies. Oh, we didn't mention. Oh, that. oops. Um, <laughs> So not only um, is it your least favourite resource film and mine, um, apparently it also put Tom Hardy off rom-coms for life. I saw an interview with him where he's saying he just hated his Taiwan <laughs> set so much that he's, he's never going to do another one. Um, so there you go. <laughs> oh, Tom Hardy, for you. Um, also, before we move on quickly, uh, Sweet Home Alabama is the only film I've ever left the cinema uh, while Why? watching. Because I was about to miss my bus. Oh, okay. Um, so, so maybe it's great. Uh, I never watched one of these days. I watch it again and see what I was missing out on. Uh, next time on on the actor factor. Yes. Brad Pitt. Um, okay. Why not? Oh, just after his divorce as well. Just uh, well in the in the midst of his divorce. Yeah. Oh, this harsh, Colin. Yeah. So, so harsh. He, he might be feeling upset about that. Probably kicking is. a man when he's down, <laughs> Colin. Well, I'm th- I'm thinking the opposite. I think when he's down, we should build him up by talking about our favorite films of his, and then okay. he'll be then he'll be happy again. Yeah. We'll see. Which moves us on to our final segment, um, everyone's favorite segment, possibly uh, the quiz. 
And what, what are we quizzing on this time, Dijon? Leica Studio Films. Leica Studio so Films. So for those who are new and who have not listened to our previous podcast, Leica are known for their stop-motion animation. And they've made um, four feature films so far. From uh, That's Coraline, Paranorman, um, The Box Trolls, and the re- most recent one, Cowboy and the Two Strings. And they're all excellent films. Well, the three that I saw were excellent. I've not seen the box shows, okay. but the other three were brilliant, oh. and you should watch them. Have you seen them, Colin? I have seen none of them. Um, and but that doesn't the... stop you from winning, as <laughs> I've proven. That's true. Well, all the research I've done on this was about a week and a half ago, so uh, I suspect I have forgotten everything. But we, as we saw last time, if you haven't seen the films, you don't really know how difficult the questions are. That's the um, problem. So we'll see what happens. Yes. Do you want to go first? Yeah. So question one. Yep. The film Coraline was based on a novel by which author? I think that was Neil Gaiman. Yeah, absolutely right. Hurrah. Um, he's good. He wrote Stardust, which I enjoyed a lot. Anyway. Yeah. Charlie Cox, wasn't it? Hmm. Uh, question one. Who wrote, directed and produced Coraline? Um, was it um, Henry Selleck? Henry Selleck, correct. Very good. You've, you've finally got wise to my who directed Yeah, I know. <laughs> Memorize the directors. <laughs> I have not, so let's hope that doesn't come up. Uh, one all. Go for it. In question uh, question two, in Coraline, the other mother kidnapped and hit Coraline's parents in what object? Was it a mirror? No. <laughs> you got this wrong, Colin. You got it confused. I've basically so forgotten he, everything about this film. Yeah, it was close though because oh, she yeah. shoved Coraline behind a mirror. Okay. Uh, halfway through the film, but her parents were kidnapped and hidden in a snow globe. Uh, mm. Nature's mirror. Um, question two. <laughs> what is Norman's full name in the film Paranorman? Oh. Uh, I don't know this. No? No, no. Do you want to guess a surname or shall we... Uh... Uh, Norman Steele. <laughs> Norman Babcock, apparently. Oh. Brilliant name. There you go. Question three for me. In Paranorman, what ability did the title character Norman have? Has. Hmm. That sounds like a question that would be easy if you had ever seen this film. Um, Based on the title alone, though. Yeah. Can he see ghosts? Yeah, I'll give you that. He can speak to the dead. Ah, excellent. Hmm. Um, right, my question three, mm-hmm. which I, I is about box trolls. And to be honest, if you haven't seen box trolls, you might struggle. So apologies. Um, what is <laughs> what is the hilarious name of the giant cheese wheel that is bought in Box Trolls? Oh, dang it! I <laughs> I saw this when I was doing my research, but I couldn't remember. I, I'm gonna guess um, the big brie. Ooh, close to the uh, the brie moth. Ah, oh. uh, which makes it two one with two questions to go. I think. Yeah, uh, go for uh, it. Question four. The Box Trolls was nominated for the 2014 Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, but lost oh, yeah. to which Disney film instead? Uh, 2014 Animated Feature. Um, let's say it was Frozen. No. It was no. Big Hero 6. Was it? I knew that. Yeah. Oh, that's annoying. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, if you can pull level with uh, who voices the Moon King in Kubo and the Two Strings? Um. Uh, yeah, it's the guy who was Voldemort, Ralph Fiennes. I'll take that, Rafe Fiennes. But that was a good pronunciation of my part. <laughs> so, um, which makes it two all with just one question each. Yep. Okay. Question five. Um, which two animals followed Q- Kubo on his quest to defeat the Moon King? I really ought to have read this stuff more recently. They were in the trailer as well. I've not seen the trailer. <laughs> um, two animals that follow Kubo. Uh, are they are they are they different animals? Yeah, different animals. Oh boy! In this case, let's uh, <laughs> say so a rabbit and a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> there was a monkey and there was a beetle. So quite close. Well, yeah. Aren't they really his parents or something? Yeah, they were really his parents. There you go. Mm. Uh, spoilers, maybe. I cried um, when in the review. Oh. Well, here we go. Your chance to to win this quiz. Uh, according to Wikipedia, Leica have two films in production based on fantasy books. Name either of them. Oh. 
Really? <laughs> two fantasy films based, two films based on fantasy books. Yep. Uh, let me guess. It's a new Gaiman film. Uh, I can't think of any. The Hobbit. No. Uh, no. There's the one that's called Wildwood, and one of them's called Goblins. Oh. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, a, a, a creditable draw. Uh, good work. Yeah, well done, you. And and to you. Um, and so the quiz topic for next time, it's my time to choose. And in honour of the fact that the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean 5 trailer has just come out, uh-huh. uh, it's going to be a quiz on Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you seen those? Uh, yeah, I've seen... I always cannot remember which one I've seen now. Because they all, right. all blur into one giant Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> well, I, I've seen all four of them. Um, so here's hoping that uh, I can... What's the score now, by the way? Is it 4-2? Victory. I believe it's still 4-2 to me, yes, in the uh, in the overall series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, another... It's mostly draws these days, it seems. But there you go. Mm. But yes, we've, we've done 12 episodes, 6 quizzes. So half of these must have been, uh, must have been draws. Um, next time mm. on uh, CZ Movies, we are talking about animals and films. Yay! Woof, woof. Woof, woof, indeed. <laughs> uh, and we will see you then. Cheerio. Bye.